a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me, Warper. Hamish. <laughs> you give me something straight, you ain't getting it back <laughs> in the same condition. I'll tell you that, baby. Warped as hell. Ahoy to me, Beamer. Jack. Yes, uh, it's a beam that you might be warping, Ham, and I'll give you the beam. <laughs> uh, of course, light can be warped by enough gravity. Oh, I meant like a beam, like a joist. Oh, okay, I can warp that too with enough heat, yes. <laughs> um, but of course, Andy, we are both working on the Starship Enterprise. No, I'm... Me a- taking us to warp speed, <laughs> Jack beaming people left, right and centre. I'm a weaver. Yes, you make the wigs for the crew. <laughs> Keep our heads warm in outer space. You look at Spock. You know that's not his hair. We are making cloth, carpet, and other fabrics. We're textiles. Are we? Just a gang of like, yep, I can see that. I can see us being kind of renegade. You move the beams of yarn. Yes, now I remember. (laughs) And I. This is a worrying team meeting. We were hoping you'd remember your job. Particularly <laughs> if we were working together for 12 years. It's like, yeah, now I... Ah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, guys, we're a crack squad. You're on explosives. Ah, that's right. That's why I have the bag of C4. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I remember. And you operate the warper machine hand. Yes. Which is the different which... reels that go into... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds easy, but get it wrong, so help you God. That is, you've <laughs> stuffed up a whole run. Um, uh, no, that, that sounds sound fun. I like the idea of us being kind of like bad boy, you know, down, yeah. the, down at the in the in the manufacturing precinct, yeah. down at the bar, and people going, oh, stay away from those textile boys. See how badass <laughs> their carpet is. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're no good, those textile boys. Yeah. You know, don't get don't get involved with one of them. You know, they're a really tight click. Uh, ahoy when all. They remember, when they remember what their job is. <laughs> uh, ahoy also to Jono. Jono from Geelong. Geelong. G'day, Hamish, Andy and Jack. Jono from Geelong here. There you go. I actually just ran into Andy Lee in the toilets at the MCG. Can I just say, (whistles) what a python. (laughs) That thing had its own hemisphere. Anyway, it reminded me that I need to shoot you guys a warm welcome for today's podcast. And I don't know why everyone complains. This messaging system's easy. Anyway, guys, have a great one. John okay. good. Oh, yes. It seems like this is Andy's paid this yeah. guy to submit. So what a what a what a suspicious couple of facts Jono chose to share. Wow, right. saw Andy's Python and absolutely wish there wasn't a WhatsApp. Well, what well a nice little act as well from Andy to pretend to forget who yeah, he was. Yeah. What's start. his name? <laughs> Shout out anyone, to cousin John. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone, anyone, Andy's childhood buddy. Anyone can go to hamishnetty.com, as Jono did. Yeah. Uh, we prefer we prefer the truth, but it's always fun to have a little role play of um, a fierce life. Ham, you asked me to. Uh, you wanted the reins for the start of today's yeah. show. Yeah. And I've got something to bring. I said you, I've got something to bring to the table, but I needed a an, a prop, or I needed something for you to bring in, Ando. You said bring in from a, the vault. A, a bottle of Andy by Hamish. People who don't know what this is, it is a smart casual fragrance for men that Hamish uh, bought out without actually asking me. Um, which the world's first non-consensual celebrity fragrance. Yes. I tricked you into signing a contract. You didn't know what the contract was about and I was able to then market Andy by Hamish. Andy by Hamish. 
A smart casual fragrance for men. Yes. Later expanded to be unisex. We f- we realised that, of course, the appeal yeah. is genderless. I mean, Similar everyone's to... got everyone's got noses, and those and noses like pleasant smells. And no what. Similarly, we found out that you can dress it up. It doesn't have to be just worn with smart casual attire. You, we, you can put it on in a suit and the suit will be fine. We made a huge mistake. We tried to pigeonhole it early and yep. that's what marketing is. Mm. And then we realised, hang on a sec, it's for everyone, yep. everywhere, every style. A ripper fragrance for, <laughs> for any time, An anywhere, ripper for fragrance for human beings. <laughs> so the, the crazy thing was, I mean, people might remember that if you listen in the radio days, it was the highest selling fragrance in, in, in chemist warehouse history, mm. Ando. Absolutely smashing RSVP by Michael Bublé. Yes. Absolutely smashing Res- ooh, what, what by was, Jennifer Aniston. Was it Absolutely Respect sma- by, by yeah, res- David Beckham? Respect by David Beckham mm. showed great disrespect to him by smashing <laughs> his sales. <laughs> yeah. yep. Absolutely destroying um, uh, Shades of Blue by Michael Klim. Mm. Some of these might be the fragrances. <laughs> I might not be remembering the exact names, but, you know, it mm. crushed. Mm. It crushed at the – and we were like, that's done – yeah, we wanted to respect at the, the pharmacy people. box office. <laughs> we crushed at the counter. We wanted to respect those that people bought it and used it. It was obviously a very powerful scent, and we wanted to also respect the fragrance connoisseurs that bought it and put it in their cellar mm-hmm. and let it lie down for a bit, like a bottle of Grange. And it has only increased in value over the years, and and we did that to honour those purchases too. Now, integral to the success of the fragrance is obviously its smell. When, mm. you, when you make a fragrance, you patent that combination of smells and go into the mega smell. There's, each exactly. smell is made up of thousands, sometimes millions of smaller smells, mm. and they come together almost like one of those. Like um, DNA. It's, it's, like it's, DNA. It's personal. It, that it is smell individual. is personal to that bottle, to that brand, mm. Andy Bunny. And you can't, you, can't, you can't copy it. Which is why my ears picked up, my eyes picked up here when I, I came across this uh, this email from Daniel and he goes, hey, ahoy, gentlemen, Jack, we've heard of Song Sleuth. What about Scent Sleuth? Uh, except, unfortunately, I write in relation to the show's prize cologne, Andy by Hamish, a new, in quotation marks, deodorant by Rexona, coconut cleanse, really hits the nostrils in a very familiar way. I think I know what this is about now because I'm looking yeah, in so front of me, Ham, you've got, we've got Andy by Hamish, you've got the Rexona Advanced Protection Coconut Cleanse plus mint scent. Plus mint. Now we know that love is a coconut, but is mm. theft a coconut as well? And then I didn't know what this. There's a cup of coffee ground. That's to neutralise the nostrils <laughs> between the between the scent. So which one do we want to do first? Let's do Andy by Hamish first. Mm-hmm. Do a spray of Andy by Hamish. Yeah, spray, spray it on a bit of paper or your wrist. Okay. Do, do your wrist because you'll you'll be able to smell. You know, the, it is a bit heat activated. Mm-hmm. There she is. Jeez, it's a good smell, isn't it? She takes you is back it, to the wafting. I was worried that it was going to be aged. so, you know, so 14 no, 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 years no, no, ago, no, no, but no. That's aged well. That's aged very well. Yeah. You, can really, you can sell a bit of cinnamon coming through there. Yeah. Is it just me? It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I was also making French toast this morning. I might be smelling a little too high on the hand. That's nice. Okay. That's, That's nice. nice. Yeah. Now we have the coconut cleanse. I'm nervous for it. Right. Hey, have you used coffee this week? Coffee, my nose. We're too hard. Got to Hamish has up accidentally the nose. snorted coffee. Got to bean up the nose. 
Okay, neutralise the palate, neutralise the senses. I'm keeping my other wrist that I sprayed Andy by Hamish on very low. I'm sniffing the coconut. That's Hamish applying some coconut cleanse. I mean, now, this is why I wanted to do it second because now it's in the air. Did you just put it on the same wrist? No, that, and then I went to the other one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, smell it off the wrist, not from the air. I mean, and with all due respect to Rexona here and their parent company, yeah. it's obviously a cheaper oh. scent. Like, mm. it smells... Oh, my God. Oh my. It's far less coconutty than you think. Oh. Oh, my God. I mean, is it just me, or does this key unlock both locks? <laughs> I think it's exactly the this same. This garage buzzer unlocked both doors. Let me just get some coffee in between. I know it's not good for podcasts with a lot of sniffing. Well, is this? I mean, have we accidentally started a sensitive noses episode? (laughs) (laughs) I think they're very. I think they're almost exactly the same. It has a unmistakably similar tang. Well, you did the legal work for Andy Bohemish that we just discussed. Mm -hmm. What level of assurity that this scent wouldn't couldn't be replicated? How trademarked is it? Maximum. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's, you know me, boss. <laughs> Pretty thorough when it comes to this stuff. Paperwork McGee would have filled it all out. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Don't you worry about. Do we that. have any cause to? Oh, mate. Do we take him to Smells Court? I mean, what court is it? Let by next week. Let's get a trademark lawyer up on the show and work yeah. out what kind of. Smells, uh, is there a smells court? And, uh, and I mean, you hope there is. Mm. You hope there is, and the ju- and there's a judge up there with a giant nose or whatever, and he's, <laughs> the, he or she is making all the calls. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. when I looked at the can and it's coconut and mint, I was like, I don't think we're going to have any problems here because no, that because is not what Hamish by, Andy by Hamish smells like. Do you smell any coconut or mint in this? It's so subtle, isn't it? And actually it's the combination of the two that provides somehow the... <sighs> Eerily similar smell of Andy Bahamish. Well done to the alert we, listener that came in. Can we just have a quick look at what the, so Unilever makes Rexona? Yeah, Unilever. Are they, are they, a, big, are they a big company? <laughs> they're one of the big boys. <laughs> okay, net worth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're a hundred and twenty-two billion dollar company. So even if we ask for a clean billion to go away, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can imagine that yeah. that's within the that, realms. That'd be fine. Okay, we'll pick this up next week. Came uh, at the pub on the weekend with Hogs, and I said, how's your weekend? He said, oh, it's just filled up with kid sport now. He's got four boys. They're playing sport. Yeah, I know. He, and across the, across the branch too, like just even just different ages. Yeah. One so, game's eight, one game's at ten. He's, um, he's gone, look, Nick Nick played really well. Nick got best on ground. Yeah, great. And I said, oh, wow. What, a, what age? He'd be probably about. 11 now, I think. Oh, that counts. Yeah, yep. yeah. But by that age, they genuinely are giving it to best on ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just notice like in the younger year levels, it's... it's um, you Even know, you distribution. Co- yeah. You can get coaches <laughs> awards for some pretty amazing <laughs> stuff at the end of the game. <laughs> and I said, oh, what, is it voted by... Well, who has it voted by the umpires? He goes, no, no, the coaches. And I said, hang on, aren't you the coach? <laughs> <laughs> and this is... Where I feel like I just let I put a button in it because I was like, this is feels like a bit of a royal commission 
that our show needs yep. to do. Yeah. Because it seemed odd to me that his son has walked away with the best on ground as voted by the coach when he is the coach. That's We've true. We've talked I about mean, this with my dad. This would never happen. Yeah, your dad, your dad was absolutely the opposite. He would have invented worst on ground to keep the ground. So should we give him a buzz and just see? Love to know how it happens. I, I think, I mean, I'm sure it does happen because the coach is always, I mean, a lot of the time at that age it's going to be a parent. Mm. And the question is, you know, should the kid of the parent, should the kid of the coach always miss out mm. um, for the season? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting one. Okay. Interesting one. Let's give Hogs a call. Hello. Big Hawks. Hamish Nandy here, mate. How's it going? How are you, yeah, Great. Um, just wanted to get your take on your son getting best on ground when you're the coach and mm. you do the voting. First of all, first of all, congratulations <laughs> to him. Um, but on behalf of the other parents who don't have a voice here and whose children missed out, Perhaps the coach could shed some light on exactly what it was. Was it Nick that got it? Yeah, Nick got it. Exactly what it was yeah. about Nick Horgan's performance that mm. saw him head and shoulders above the rest. Look, he played well. I wasn't the guy who put the three down. The guy standing next to me put the three votes. But is he is he a coach? Like, what, how's he got the right? Mm, how, yeah, how, where's he get the authority? No, no, I was coach last year. Oh. So I, I was the goal umpire. And I was filling in goal umpire for for the other guy. Yep. And so the goal umpires have to vote because it's so you still had a voting capacity. (laughs) So answer us this: Was Nick Horgan given best on ground in a week where his father had input into the voting? Potentially. (laughs) Okay. So do you do a do you do a three two one? Do a three, two, one. Yes. And is there? Do, do, you, do the kids that get two and one get informed that they were runners up? <laughs> I don't know. But the funny thing about this is it's all anonymous. So, you know, obviously this not is anymore. not going around twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> so how many people Hang get on, to so vote? The kid, Hawks? But the kid, but Nick would know he got best on ground, or does he not know until the end of the year? Is it Brownlow? Is it? Yeah, it's that situation. They don't know. So there's there's oh. like three or four, like the coach votes, the goal umpire votes, yep. the, I don't know, the runner probably has a vote. And then they all add up the, oh, yeah, so Nick got three points, three votes from his dad. That's yep. good. Sixteen votes here. Did you give your son three votes? I did, yeah. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. And I fully support this because if he deserved him. Yeah. Hey, you know, just because just because he's your dad doesn't mean just because he's your son doesn't mean he doesn't get the votes. I'm actually proud of you as well, Hawks, because I've seen you be pretty harsh on Nick after a, a, a lesser performance. Yep. So it's so it's nice that you Hawks. can give the other one uh, the at, other way as well. At the under eleven level, where yeah, they what, are, what are they playing? Is it under elevens, under twelves. Uh, they've been three years. Was eight, nine, ten, eleven, under eleven. Yep. So at that level, what are you basing it on? Because uh, Sonny, my little boy's playing under eights, and the only things you get judged on are having fun and celebrating good <laughs> efforts. Is, has does the criteria change three years down the track? Not really. It's it's um it's a bit unfair on the really good players. Mm. Yeah, because yep. they they they're clearly best on ground. Yeah, and yes. then so someone's not normally best on ground, and they're probably fifth best on ground. Oh. 
your best on ground, mate, for yeah, sure. Okay, okay. So there's well, I mean, an element of Mario Kart catch-up going on. Oh, how come I'm getting stars in the cubes, but when I'm at the front, I only get a coin or a banana? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, there was a situation last year, um, you know, in Auskick again, like, you know, this junior AFL stuff, they, they it, it was clearly rotated around so everybody got at least one during the season. And I suspected this when Sonny won his uh, for one particular game where I wouldn't say he clocked up that many disposals or touches, <laughs> but at the end of the match, the coach was like, and also, yeah, we've got the awards. Uh, where are they? Shuffling through his bag. Here we go. Um, yep, Sonny Blake, there you go. There's your award, mate. Everyone, round of applause. And you look down, it says, you know, best on ground awarded to Sonny Blake for teamwork. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was, he clearly, it was clearly pre-fielded like the night before. There was no sign of a pen or that he had no way of filling it in between the, the game. Dry, the dry like ink. It yeah. was like down the bottom of his satchel because he chucked it in the night before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick, have we broken the code by giving a hint? Like, are we affecting sports we, we markets? Affected, we would have affected the odds for sure. Well, no, well, if the other guys went zero void votes for Nick, we'd, um, yep. you he know, would, he wouldn't get there. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't even get in the top three. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yep. Nicely done. Well, thanks, Tony. I gave everyone the nod and said, yeah, he did, you know, geez, Nick played well, didn't he? <laughs> 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 the, the, the impartial juror. <laughs> uh, awesome, mate. Thanks very much for taking the call. All right, boys. See you, mate. And be, best of luck, uh, Nick, for the big night in the yeah, end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my special skill came in on my side of the fence, hamishnetty.com, and um, we had, had to do it for a couple of reasons. One, we love snacks. Mm-hmm. The show loves snacks. It's one of the things our show stands for. We're snack positive. We are. Um, but he writes... I can correctly guess the snack out of a list of snacks by just hearing someone chew the snacks down the phone. He discovered this while playing video games. Yep. He said, this is the list of snacks. Smith chips, red rock deli chips, yum, yum. rice crackers, <laughs> no. pretzels, peanuts, yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> shapes, yep. Doritos, yum. M&Ms, yum. Maltesers, yum. Pringles, Fine. tiny teddies, mm. Oreos, yum. popcorn, Fine. cheesels, yum. and pods. Yum. You're big on pods, are you? I'm not so big I love on pods. Really? Okay. I love pods. They're dangerously more. Because you go, oh, I won't have a whole Twix. I'll just have a pod. And then your mouth goes, send, 12, send a dozen more of those down our way since they're negligible, <laughs> since they're a rounding error of candy. Yeah. Um, Alex joins us now. Ahoy, Alex. Yes, ahoy, boys. Ahoy, Al. Alex, we've got the snacks here. We're impressed with this. Talk us through when it first became a thing. Yeah, so like I said, playing video games with mates, um, some of the boys got a bit hungry and were chewing down the line and we just decided to make a game out of it. It's called Guess a Snack. So, yep. yeah, we just um, we played it and I was pretty good at it, it turns what, out. So, what, what game are you playing? Uh, Fortnite mainly, yeah. Yep. What headset are you and your friends using? Mm. I actually don't know. It's just a standard one from JB Hi-Fi, I think. Okay. That's all right. Okay. Just wondering, I mean, can, oh. is it? do you notice you guess one of your, because it would probably be your friend's headsets that's more important, do you guess one friend's snacks more often? Has he got a better mic? Oh. Yeah, well, there's one guy that's probably a little bit hungrier than the other boys, so he does it most of the time. <laughs> what's, been the, what's been the one that brought the house down? Like, What's been the snack you guessed that just blew everyone away? Yeah, so I guess the other day, um, Vitaweet, actually, so Whoa. that's not actually on the list, but that was that was pretty shocking, to be fair. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, um, Alex, 
We've got five snacks lined up in front of Hamish. He was quick to put his hand up for this role. Um, how's the how's the fidelity on the phone line we've got with you? You happy with this, mate? Yeah, very happy. Yeah. What, I, what I like about this, and I'd and just encourage the listeners to think about this, of course, we're being recorded in perfect mm. um, listener quality mm. um, here. The, the studios are top-notch. Alex can hear us through a phone. Yep. Yeah, so he's not hearing what you'll hear on the podcast. So it's kind of fun because, you know, people listening right now just on, like, headphones, yeah. listening to the pod, will hear a better recording of my snack yep. than Alex will get. So I just want people to know that when he gets it, if he gets one, he's got that at 50% the quality. Three from five, we reckon, ham for a coin? Yes. Okay. I have six in front of me. That's good news for me. So I'm just for home. <laughs> well, um, do you want to do four from six? Too I many. Would like to eat all these snacks. No, too many. Come, okay, Let's go three, three from, from five. five. Uh, Alex, good luck. Alex was a man who knows if it's a donut or a pack of M and M's. Alex is the crunching when you've got your phone out, and he'll state it to his friends. The snack. All right, Alex, long lead up. Good stuff. Uh, you. <laughs> Hamish, pop the first snack in your mouth. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> that, that, that's nothing yet. That was the lips opening. Mm-hmm. Oh, no more theatrics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mouth is still snack- snackless. The next thing you hear will be a snack in the mouth. <laughs> oh, I've lied. We giggled. The next thing you hear is a snack in the mouth. Mm. Can I get it again, sorry? Of course, sure. Was it an M&M? No. <laughs> it was a Smith chip. It was a Smith chip. Oh, okay. Not the opposite of an M&M, but getting close. It, Good range finder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Good range no, finder. No, no, no. All right. Next. Did you put the whole Smith chips in your mouth? I bit through it. Is that a problem? Uh, okay, yeah. Can you put the whole thing? Is that right? <laughs> I can. I can. I can. I'm, I've got okay. that. I just thought if you... If I put the whole thing in my mouth, he's not going to hear much. Mm. But that's what he wants, Ken. You want my lips closed? Yeah, yeah. If, it, if I could. Sure. Okay. Seems harder. Okay, here you go. Next one. Going in now. Was that a shape? Oh, it's a pod. It had a shape. But, uh, <laughs> it was a square. You need square. to it's get a pod shape. That was a pod. That was a Twix pod. You need to get a hundred percent from now on. But you, you, yeah. you okay? Got my range finder now. So I'm not allowed to bite through them at all. You want the whole thing in the mouth? Yeah, whole thing in the mouth. If you mouth, if you could, and a little bit slower chewing, if that's all right. <laughs> Enjoy your food, mate. Sure, be present. Enjoy the taste. Here okay. we go. Pretty quiet. Can I get that again, sir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my lips closed. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just not going to think. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to eat it the normal way I would exactly. eat it. Yeah, I think that's a better, better approach. Okay, here we go. Nothing's happened yet. 
Okay, that was a Dorito. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was the peanut M M&M. and M. So now oh. you're in dangerous territory to join our wall of shame. We can do three. Uh, you're getting close to the Simpsons guy. Um, I don't know who he's currently on the wall of shame because um, it is um, a perpetual trophy, isn't it? Yeah. You, 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 you knock the previous person off. <laughs> so someone, someone will absolutely <laughs> cheering you on here to fail. Uh, Radio Mike will get us that. Okay, you ready? Oh, Haim gets Couple, us in. Two more. Two more. Here we go. Uh, that was an Oreo. Was yes! <laughs> that is really good. And I, I took a bit of artistic license there and I did bite through it because I just wouldn't put a whole Oreo oh, in exactly. my mouth. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, Radio Mike probably has now who the person was. Um, uh, Joel, the... Oh, the world, word count special skill. Yep, yep. episode 169. Yep. Joel uh, remains the dunce of the show. He, he and his family would have been excited, but um, this one's just for honour, mate. Last one. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Mm. Rice cracker. Oh. No, that's a red rock. That's a red rock deli. Oh. Yeah. One from five. And what five was that? that honey soy chicken? Gosh, you... Why do they make it? Honey soy, yeah. Not for you. Why do they make it? I like the honey soy. The best out of all the flavours? No, not the, not exactly. the best. Why like do they it? make it? Because people like change. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Just need to plain and salt and vinegar. I've got to have a pod to wash that out. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Uh, we'll send you a token That's of right. no value. We attribute no value to it whatsoever, uh, but do with it what you want. Cool. Thanks, guys. It was a great <laughs> effort. Was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Man, you, you could hear clear guessing, couldn't you? <laughs> Haim, we've become a place that uh, corrects advertisements that have perhaps taken a leap too far. Or and just sometimes scrut- scrutinises them. Yep. And, uh, and doesn't got- have to all be Shane Jacobson based. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the most interesting one was the industry super fund. Uh, we played one a few weeks back where two guys, one looked like he was moving house and the other guy's on the street. And, and it kind of looks like they're not talking to each other or they are talking to each other. And then. Well, the common trick, and this is a hard one because this is, requires such a visual, just, you know, it's such a visual thing that they go for in the industry super funds ads. And it's their thing and they've, in, they've developed it and we say good on them. Yep. And you instantly recognize, yeah, but both actors, it's a split screen, both actors are looking straight down the camera barrel. Yep. So. You, you see the conversation, point of view. Yep. And then slowly towards the end of the um, ad, both camera angles in the split screen will rotate around yeah. until they form the one shot. Yes. And you realize, oh, actually, these people, you know, you see them standing face to face and they're comparing each other. The scrutiny that we had with the one, the moving house one yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago was during the conversation, um, guy on the left reaches out, puts his hand on guy on the right's shoulder. Yes. Now, you're still seeing this POV. So one guy's kind of reaching towards camera and, the, and then you see a hand coming out of the camera and, and resting on the shoulder. He then takes his hand down. He, then we then spin around and we see the side-on shot and you realise they're actually standing a good two metres away from each other. <laughs> and you, you, they haven't moved because yep. we would have seen them take the step. We know on the day you're obviously filming it in different locations, the other person's not there. Mm. But it does force the viewer to conclude the guy that reached out and put his hand on the shoulder has a two, at least two metre long arm. <laughs> and 
if that is the case, are we meant to believe the man that had mm. the hand placed on his shoulder? Are we meant to believe that he continued talking about super fans <laughs> without going, Jesus, <laughs> mate. Holy a, shit. Look at your arm. Look how what long is your that? arm is. Wow. Yeah, exactly. He well, doesn't, he doesn't do that. Maybe they were good mates for a long time, so he got used to <laughs> yeah. how long the arm was. Even so, I still, I still, <laughs> you're you on a posit that even so, you'd still, your eye would still flinch a little because you'd still be interested super, in looking at it. If I had a super long arm, we'd be hanging out for long 20, arm, 20 years. never get sick of looking at it. <laughs> You would still see the slightest <laughs> flicker in my eyes of, wow. of course, I wouldn't make you feel self-conscious about it, but no. I would still be going, oh, there it is, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> and if you did make me feel self-conscious about it, I'd give you a slap from a hell of a distance. <laughs> I would have no escape. Haim, alert listener emailed in, um, I don't have the name, so I apologise, but said it's the Compare the Pair Industry Super Funds. They've been at it again. And in one of the other ads where two girls or two ladies mm-hmm. are having a chat, looks like they're in a mall. The same trick is employed where one of them will tap the other on the shoulder, but in that, as they pan around and it becomes one shot, it looks like an even longer arm. <laughs> so, they are Jacko, you play it now and then we'll have a watch on. Have a look. Come on, get yourself something new. Do you think so? You'll love it. Put yourself okay. first for a change. There's the tap. Okay, there's the shove. Yes. They're in the split same screen age, at the moment. Same income. Now same we're rotating around. Out. With a Lucy switch to wow. an industry superfund. Yeah, that's 2.2 <laughs> metres. One's at the down escalator, one's at the up escalator. <laughs> Compare the pair. It's not too late, son. And I've just okay. noticed they've got a theme where one travels up each time. The other guy put the end of his removaling truck up. Mm-hmm. He went zzz, and then she's going up an escalator. But I would say that's even a longer arm. Not so much, not as but, much as three metres, but certainly... Well Here's two. the thing. We understand why one's travelling up, one's travelling down. Now, the creative teams obviously had to come up with that because they're saying one one fund will appreciate yep. and, and you know, or you'll you'll stay the same. They probably can't make the other person go down because no. that would be kind of a bit of, <laughs> bit of false advertising or you'll lose money yeah. in other super funds. But the other person's staying still yep. and whoever's with Industry Super is moving up in some way. Now, I appreciate if you're the ad agency, you'd be like, look, there's not a ton of situations where two people are chatting, then one of them starts <laughs> rising into the air. We've got, we've got removal trucks, a very good one. I don't know if I would have thought of that. I yeah. think escalators at the shopping centres, that's a, that's one. Um, a ye olde lift with the cage in yeah. the front where you can yeah. still be talking yeah. to someone. Yeah. Cherry picking maybe if they're like... Um, council workers or something for fixing the power lines. There are probably a couple of ads off a ride at a fair yes. where someone yep. suddenly goes off on the roller coaster or something. Yep. Maybe uh, you know, someone's they're having a chat while and it turns out one of the guys has um, broken his leg hiking and then he's being uh, medivaced out. So winched, <laughs> up. <laughs> winched up and out as they're continuing to chat about their super fun. <laughs> um, hey, we had a lot of questions. We wondered whether the – did it go to the top? Did uh, just the marketing team at uh, Industry Super, did they realise it, the advertising team? We've become fascinated with the internal arguments that must have happened because you definitely would have had two camps. Someone from the creative team going, I like the shoves, I like it when they touch each other. Mm. I don't think viewers will notice. They're then like miles apart when you spin around and see them. And then another team going, 
I just think we're opening a can of worms here. Why do we have to have them touching? We already have a clever bit in the ad hmm. where one of them ascends at the end. We do, we're going for too much, making them touch. Hey, I'm joining us right now is a fellow called Bernie Dean. He <laughs> is, is the, the chief executive at Industry Super. <laughs> God oh, to the top. Ahoy to you, Bernie. G'day, Hamish and Andy. Good to be with you. <laughs> Lovely to have you <laughs> thank on. Thank you, Bernie. And thank you for, sorry, for having to sit through that to listen to it. But it probably gives you a good grounding of where we're at so far <laughs> in this journey, mm. um, deciphering yes. your ads. Bernie, first, first of up, all, yep. was it discussed? It was uh, more than discussed, and there was a huge debate <laughs> in, a very, in a very small edit suite down in South Melbourne. Uh, it was the editor that's rolling through the raw footage on the screen. Uh, yeah. There's us in the room, and there's also the director. Hmm. Um, and the editor kind of says, oh, I don't know about this. Um, people, somebody's going to find out that you know, the arms of these actors have been very long. The director automatically goes into full Hollywood mode. You know, this is my vision. Yeah. He spent a lot of time, you know, explaining how the how the camera angles worked and everything else, and he, we can't mess with the vision. Mm. And then myself and the marketing manager in the background just saying, they're not going to know. They're looking at the dollar signs. Yes. Um, yeah. And the editor's saying, no, nah, they're going to know. We're going <laughs> to get found out. Well, you're, yeah. well Bernie, you're all, here we are. You're all here kind we are. of right. Like, we, we didn't have, know. Yeah. Like, you're all kind of right. That's we right. I've seen know. those ads before, mm. and it's just one of those. It did require it was a, it was a listener that went, hang on a sec. Yeah. Yeah. Something's up here. <laughs> Yeah, it was five years ago. So I think that the ad has been seen about 95 million times yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and um, and we've been sprung. So about four and a half years down. The- <laughs> I mean, first of all, two things. Well as, a, as, a, as a CEO of someone that, you know, that, that manages um, a lot of money and obviously takes it as a great, you know, honour and responsibility to manage a lot of money, this is the biggest scandal of your career. You're looking good. <laughs> <laughs> as, as far as corporate scandals go, yeah. this is going to be one of the good ones. <laughs> all, so, the, all, all the ads that we produce here, actually, at the Industry Super Funds, we do try and uh, engage the engage the viewer. We've had money appearing in, in people's hands. We've had uh, the compare the pair. It's always a challenge to get engagement, but it's even more rewarding when you have, do have a camera trick that goes on for years and years and nobody actually notices it until a listener calls <laughs> yeah. in and says... That's that's anatomically incorrect. What what, what I was going to say was, I mean, do you feel relieved now that it's out in the open and you can move on? Tremendous relief. I can look my children look at my children in the eye and say that you know I'm an honest financial <laughs> services guy. We're all Bernie, humans, and we sometimes make editing leaps. Bernie, when we have what's called a continuity issue with something that we've filmed. I tend to go home and I show my girlfriend and I and I and I I show her the bit and then I stop and I go, What do you think of that? And she'll go, Oh, it's fine. I'll say, watch it again. And if I get there, it's fine twice. I feel like let's just let it go. Did you ask anyone else? Like you did did you test it on your kids or your partner? Uh, we do family uh, focus group tests on all of our ads, and uh, if they if they pass that, generally generally speaking, you know they're going to fly. But when we came out of that edit suite, I remember <laughs> I remember uh, talking to the director of marketing and saying, "Do you really reckon that we'll get away with this?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and, she, and she said, "Oh well, let's hope so." Yeah, and wow, that was, wow. Yeah, because that, that's in the, the focus thing we, we did. You we have realized. what? Uh, 
what arm length do you think both people have? <laughs> um, please sketch. Uh, please sketch what you think this man's proportions are. <laughs> one of the original ideas. One of the original ideas actually had two people in. Um, uh, what do they call them? The trolley cars between mountains, oh. um, side by side. Oh. So the arm would have been about four or five oh. metres long. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought. We thought that. We thought that that actually, the cable car. Yeah, um, cable car, yeah. We thought that that was actually stretching it a bit too far. Literally. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see you go. I would, I would like to see you go for it. Like to have them on um, yeah. peaks, adjoining peaks in an Alpine <laughs> National Park. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a nine kilometre arm stretch across. Bertie, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. No worries at all. See you later. <laughs> yes, May your shoulders be lightened. <laughs> Andy, I'd like to uh, approach the Budget Oversight Committee for mm-hmm. permission to pay for a very cheap airfare. Lost um, available. Lost, cheapest available. One very cheap, cheapest available uh, Uber or cheaper car transfer to the yep. studio. Yep. And then straight back to the airport and fly, <laughs> a flight back Melbourne to Sydney. For a special Not school. for me. Okay. Um, not for me. You know, and if I like to go most expensive available. <laughs> it is for... I, I have been aware of that. <laughs> it is for, especially if it's on the comedy guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amelia Fraser. Um, she's filled out the valued and important podcasters um, yep. form at the website. She has a special skill. I believe it to be worthy... Oh, what is it? Lashing out on the flight, and we need her in person in the studio. Okay. I think I'm going to let her introduce it. I've got her on the line here to plead her case to kick loose the funds necessary to get her on the show. Mm -hmm. Amelia, ahoy. Ahoy. Ahoy, Amelia. Yeah, we're good. I'm really very intrigued. Um, (laughs) All Andy knows, Amelia, I'm not sure if you could hear that, but he knows that we we need to be in the studio for this skill. We need to see it in person. It certainly can't be done over the phone. What can you do? Okay, so my special skill is that I can poke anybody in the belly button for the first time a hole in one. So through I the t-shirt, I should say. Through the t-shirt. Through the t-shirt. Through clothing can, is what I do. I can accurately, with 100% precision, get their belly button. Through, through, clothing. Clothing. Yeah. through clothing. Through clothing. Okay, that yes. makes more sense. Because if you're just walking along a beach <laughs> yeah. and just just, just no, no. knocking out belly buttons. Not half naked people. I think no. a lot of most of us yep. could do that. Well, this is interesting. <laughs> does it matter if it's an innie or an outie? It doesn't matter if it's an innie or an outie. Because you would suspect, and of course we, you know, of course, you yeah. know, the Hamish Annie show is um, extremely uh, inclusive, but mm. I'm just saying physically we love all, all innies, outies, whatever you got, mm. flatties, mm. there might be someone that has no... Mm. I mean, I don't think you can have no umbilical cord. How did you eat in the womb? But well, you have disappearies, though, ones that don't. Do don't, they close over? Well, yeah, really, 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 small, really yeah, tiny ones. Yeah. But I'm just thinking with an Audi, you might hit it and slide off to the side. You know? Oh, like okay. it's got its inbuilt, an inbuilt dome of defence. Mm. But you also might be able to see it through a t shirt, depending how that's protruding true. it is. Yes, <laughs> if it's been cold. Yeah, well, that's uh, true. No, I don't discriminate. So, innies or Audis. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they can be in a t shirt. I would just say no. It has to be a single layer of clothing and no bulky ski jackets or parkas that will throw me. Roger that. Yep. Um, yep. Well, it's immediate yes from me because yes. this oh, sounds fantastic. fantastic. And, but, I, and uh, I think, sorry, the single layer is good too because no buttons or zips that could be um, occluding the, um, how the do belly you, button. How did you find that you could do this, Amelia? 
So it started with me just trying to annoy uh, my boyfriend mm-hmm. whenever we were in a lift or, or on an escalator or waiting in a line or something like that. And we found that <laughs> Sorry, I... Sorry, Billy, Jack's just trying to do his own. I've tried it's actually not as easy as you now. think to even get your own. I tried on my daughter this morning <laughs> yeah. and I was way off. <laughs> um, it was just Jack was there trying away and then did that... That look with it. Oh, yeah. You actually, <laughs> and I reckon people listening right now will try it. Be honest with yourself. We'll never know. I would say 50% of people would miss their own first mm. time. So, sorry, Amelia. I cut you off. Well, Jack really distracted me. Forced me to <laughs> sorry, <off>. Amelia. Go <laughs> ahead. So, yeah, it just started off with me annoying my boyfriend, basically. And, uh, and then we realized that I was accurate 100% of the time. And he thought maybe it was a, a bit of a special skill. So, it I is, started it doing is, it. it is. Yeah, I started. Uh, poking everyone's belly buttons or people that I thought might not be offended by mm. me doing so. Definitely and, ask um, permission. Yeah, um, I did ask permission. Well, yeah, what are some of the tactics you use? Are you going off, okay, I can think I can see where the where your waistband is there and the belly buttons. Is, is it the curvature of the belly? Is it in relation yeah, so, to, I don't know, some sort of chin, chin, toe, toe triangulation method? Yeah. You're going like it always lies in here. So it's body size. I mean, it's sort of innate, to be honest. I don't do yeah. too much assessment before I just go in. Like but um, just trying drums. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't do but the counting. It's, it's about body size and body proportion. So if someone has a, a particularly long torso, that might throw me a little bit. Um, but I just sort of have a look at their overall body proportion and then, uh, and then go in for the poke. Amelia, do you look at how high they're wearing their pants or shorts. Like, would Steve Urkel throw you? Mm. Um, I do. I do. I do look at how high their pants are, um, and that will sort of help me judge where it is. Or if they're wearing a really long T-shirt, I'll take that into account as well. You've right. got to go off. Yeah, you can't be fooled by hems and things like that because no. it's it's – I, I imagine you, your eyes are scanning p- past the fabric. You know, you're thinking about the whole body. You're like the scanner at the airport. You don't care what someone's got on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you exactly. are. You can <laughs> see the shape of their body. Uh, Amelia, we can't wait to see you um, eat before jumping on the plane because food probably won't be included. But we look forward to having you down in Melbourne <laughs> yeah, very soon. Pack a lunch. Pack a lunch. Um, no liquids. Uh, quick, have you ever done a nipple? Hey. Similar oh, skill, isn't it? <laughs> Very different. Never tried for the nipple. No. <laughs> you see Jack over there doing his own. <laughs> Jack's wondering if maybe that's his skill. <laughs> Thanks, Amelia. See you soon. Look forward to it, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.